0: Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that you gave in your son. We come here today to honor him, and Lord, we pray that you'll be in our midst Comfort us as, as we go through this service. Give us uh, a blessing. We thank you for this beautiful day. Lord, help us to rejoice in it. Be with Larry as he delivers a message. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you, Russ, and you may have a seat if you'd like. I would like to lift up for your attention this morning these words from the passage of scripture we just read. He loved them to the end. This noble thought, he loved them to the end, is what all of us in our lives should aspire to do. We have all been involved in relationships that started out great and wound up dismal or disappointing. Have you experienced anything like that in your own life? Have you come through some dark days, hard times, people that you honestly believed and earnestly thought and earnestly hoped would always be for you a lifelong friend? For whatever reason, things change. It breaks your heart whenever you go through a... A divorce—you never planned to be divorced. You never wanted to be divorced. It wasn't at all what you had in mind. As a matter of fact, you fought very hard to keep the vows and to be true to your commitment. That worked through these problems and these difficulties. But there are times when you wake up in the morning and you look back over the course of your days and you realize, well, that which I had always. Uh, sought to avoid and I'm now living now I am suffering from the loss of that which I had brokenhearted people are people that Jesus came to save and to help and encourage I know their scriptures are clear about this there is that passage which we often refer to when Jesus stood up and read from Isaiah 61 and said Today the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted. One of the things from the beginning of of our ministry was to be a place where brokenhearted people could come and feel the comfort and the healing and the love and acceptance that they so truly deserve. But always there's the question in the mind of that person who comes and it's always in our mind is this for real do you really love and care or do you just say you care it's one of those how much can i put my toe into the water kind of situations i want to be loved but i don't know if i can trust you to love me i don't know that i could bear my heart and my soul and let you really get to know me and disclose to you my fears and my dreams and aspirations and even my failures and my faults and my shortcomings. Dare I ever share any of this with anyone lest they betray me and not understand me and not be able to accept me what I've discovered in in my relationships is that if I share the depths of my heart and the honest feelings that I have and the experiences that I've gone through, there are people who cannot endure that. They cannot accept that kind of emotional tone in me. They can't accept my weakness, they can't accept my anger, my sadness, my grief, my sorrow, they can't accept it. They urge me, come, come, like an elephant, a herd of elephants trying to prod the one that's down, you know, with their tusk, get up, get up, get up. I know it's all well-intended, but sometimes the person isn't able to get up and instead of prodding them with your tusk, what they need is for you to surround them as a herd of protected to keep them safe until they gain the strength to recover. Have you ever felt like one of those fallen elephants that just through the drought and the dryness of the trip across the barren land and the harsh realities of life that you encounter that you just feel like you just can't pick yourself up and no prodding from someone else is going to help you no one quoting the Bible to you is going to help you, no one reminding you of what you already know a thousand times over is going to help you, you just need somebody to surround you and say we love you and we care for you and we're not going to abandon you That's the kind of love that Jesus Christ offers people. Unconditional love. The kind of love that you can count on. And you can say anything and do anything and he will still love you. This is the most remarkable thing to tell people that because they have almost no capability to believe it. It's far easier to, as a as people in ministry, it's far easier for us to establish our list of expectations for people and demand that they conform to our expectations, and if they do, then we will accept them in our fellowship and we will say, fine, welcome to the family of God, welcome to the church, welcome to the place where God's people are and where we're living in victory and and." Singing and praising and shouting and Hallelujah Chorus is going on here because we've got the victory and we've found the answer and we've been saved and we've been sanctified and we've been filled with the Holy Ghost and we know that we have been delivered and all is well in our heart. And if you want to jump on that bandwagon and sing that song and be involved in that, it will carry you a long way. And you may even build a crowd and you may have a lot of followers. But those aren't the people, the the people that Jesus was trying to reach. He said he was trying to reach broken hearted people. He said he came for sinners. Now I have a whole lot more comfort with sinners than I do with perfect people. Amen. I thought maybe I had some company there. I thought I'd get an amen, especially out of Russ Carter on that. (laughs) I feel more comfortable with people who are more honest and real and not quite so pretentious about all their spiritual accomplishments. It actually drives me crazy to listen to people talk about all their spiritual accomplishments. It's just so ridiculous in my own, if you'll pardon me for being so giving my own personal opinion about something. It just seems so silly. As a matter of fact, there have been a few times when I've actually said to someone who's doing the Jesus talk, you know, and all the Holy Joe talk, I just think, what is going on with this person behind all this facade? And I actually said to this fellow one time, I said, would you please cut that that out? (laughs) Will you stop saying that? (laughs) Wouldn't you just... Just be yourself. Don't try to impress me with your Bible knowledge and your verses from the Bible. I know, I know you think I would like that because I'm a pastor and everything. But just stop. I would like to know you for who you are, you as a person. I forget these titles and all this. Just be yourself. Just let me get to know you. I promise it will all be fine. No need to put on. You know how it is when you walk into the barber shop. When you're the pastor, you know, you walk in. And of course the guys are sitting around the barber shop and having a nice conversation about whatever it is they are talking about. It. And I walk in and they say and the barber says, Well, hello there, Reverend. Everybody <laughs> They close their magazines, they put things away, say, Well, John, I'm gonna get going now, you know. And they slide on down the road, it's like, weren't they going to get a haircut? <laughs> well, no, they were just here to talk, and once the preacher shows up, well, hey, all the fun stops right there, you know, because we got to behave. It's that kind of problem that we have. It's this uh, perception that we, the Christians, are like a cut above. The Saturday Night Livers used to do the just a little bit superior, and there was so much truth, more truth in that than you would want to admit. But what would it be if there was a place, or let's put it this way, what what would it be if there were people who loved you for the way you are and not for the way that they want to make you? What if you could be like Judas Iscariot, And what if you listened to the whisper of the enemy in your ear and you actually began to plot and plan for the arrest and ultimately for the crucifixion and the murder of Jesus himself? And What if you were that kind of a terrible person? Do you suppose Jesus would have anything to do with you? Yes or no? Well, yes, he would. In this case, we go back to our verses for this morning, and we can see them if you've got those, Emily, if you put those up there. And we find that Jesus is having dinner with the disciples, and after dinner, he takes off his coat, and he gets a basin of water, and he puts water in the basin. He goes around and begins to wash their feet. Now, he washed every disciple's feet, the feet of every disciple. He did this a reason and they didn't understand it and Peter objected to it but Jesus said sometime later on you're going to understand why I did this and it's for an example for you I want you to do what I've done and so there are some who actually practice feet washing they go to church and they actually literally do this and that's okay matter of fact I've been to a couple of those services and it's okay But that is not what he was really trying to get across. What he's really saying is, the greatest among you is the servant of all. The most wonderful, powerful, righteous, good human who ever lived was Jesus Christ. But he was more than human, he was actually God in the flesh. This grand human being, this marvelous, majestic person, the person of Jesus Christ, God's only Son, the Savior of the world, the Lord, the Creator of heaven and earth, this grand, magnificent person is washing the feet of sinners, including the one who betrayed him, including Judas Iscariot. And as far as that goes, Jesus told them, "You're all going to deny that you know me and you're all going to betray me and you're all going to have ab- abandoned me." And it was true. They all did. But it didn't keep Jesus from washing their feet. And the scripture says he loved them to the end. Their love for him was calculated. Certainly Judas Iscariot was calculating, and there are various attempts to explain why in the world would he make those arrangements to have Jesus turned into the authorities. Various theories about what he was thinking, what we really don't know, because unfortunately he took his life in despair believing that jesus could never love him believing that jesus could never forgive him what a tragedy tragedy and we have the competing story with peter who was just as bad as judas iscariot he became the leader of the church (laughs) so that's that's something to think about either kill yourself or become the first Pope or the first (laughs) Bishop of the church I don't know it's kind of the same in some ways (laughs) not really but that just shows you the extreme response because one person believed that God loved him that Jesus forgave him and the other person believed that Jesus could never forgive him and that's the difference but whether they believed it or didn't believe it the fact was he loved them all to the end And the good news for us is no matter what you have done, how you have failed, how you fall, how you stumble from day to day, Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you, and he will love you to the end because that's how he is, and that's who he is. I may not love you to the end. Your friends may not love you to the end, but he will always love you to the end. I've had others who I thought would love me to the end, but turned out they didn't. <laughs> so they weren't really Jesus, were they? And you got to make allowances for people. I probably didn't deserve their love to the end. Maybe I just didn't meet enough of their needs to make them happy so they didn't want to have any more to do with me. You ever figure it like that? So I just make allowances. I say, you don't need to love me, but I will love you. and I forgive you no matter what and even though you can't accept me I know Jesus accepts me because someday you're going to experience this somebody is going to reject you if they haven't already And the great comfort and consolation for us is that Jesus loves us to the end. And he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you, ever. I like that little plaque mama had in our home when I was a boy. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus never fails. Your parents will pass away. Your children will pass away. Those you love will leave you and pass away, either voluntarily or involuntarily, but Jesus never fails. In your heart, there rings a melody. It's a melody of love. A song in my heart, the psalmist said. You've put a new song in my heart. A song. A place for me to stand. This is the wonderful news, the wonderful gospel that we have to share with other people. We just have to do it. And you can do it in your personal life, you can do it in your personal interactions and in your lives with one another. You know, it's the kind of love that you can learn to do with God's help. I can learn to love you. I'm old enough. <laughs> I can learn to love you. I'm strong enough, I think. <laughs> not like a not like a mother's love that's determined from the womb and not like a lover's love that flames at night and fades at noon, but the kind of love that you choose. I choose to love you, Jesus said, and thank God for that. Now let us close our service (coughs) with prayer and some more music. Heavenly Father, we receive your love and we thank you for it. We cannot live without it. It is like uh, water to our soul. If you didn't love us, we don't know what we would do. If we didn't know that you loved us, we would know where to turn. But we know your love and we thank you for it. There's no mistaking it, and we're grateful. Help us to share your love with others and let them know that no matter what has happened and who they are and what they struggle with, that they are loved and valued and respected and treasured by you as well as by us. We ask this for your glory's sake and for the sake of a dying world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Like that elephant there, suffering and weakened. You're that broken one laying on the dirt. And a lot of times somebody will come along and they'll try to prod you, you know, they'll say, now, come on now, come on, come on now. And they'll remind you of how somebody's counting on you. They'll remind you about your responsibilities. They'll remind you about you gotta you gotta you gotta believe you gotta remember and you gotta keep going here you you can't just be laying here in in the mud and what you really need is for somebody to just put their arms around you and say we love you what you really need is for the father the heavenly father to just hold you (laughs) <laughs> that, that says it all right there brother that is so amazing yeah. i love yeah. that song father i want you to hold me i want you to rest in your arms today <sighs> beautiful what do you think Angie you like that song
0: love that song it's,
1: it's wonderful nice to have oh, you here today song.
0: great to be here
1: hi b how are you great today to great good mm-hmm. nice to have the ladies on the stage and singing Send out a word of uh, <laughs> send out a word of uh, invitation to your friends and bring somebody with you next week. We have uh, one last one we're going to do here real quick uh, called "My Savior, Redeemer, Lifted Me from the Miry Clay." Amen. Let's try it. Lifted me from the miry place, almighty forever, I will never be the same as you came here, from the everlasting. have a wonderful week we love you God loves you bring a friend with you next time and join us here at friends and family on Sunday morning remember to pray for those in need this week our prayer requests go out with Ellen and be with my brother-in-law Mike with his problems with his leg and God bless each of you every day in the name of the Father the Son the Holy Spirit Amen the peace of the Lord be with you what was that Russ Carter Men's Prayer Breakfast Saturday morning. Okay? So we still got stuff left over from three months ago. We should be good to go. All right. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thank you.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?